welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. Uh, you guys, uh, I just want to start the show off by saying I got all your comments. I got all your emails about my guest last week. I had a writer-director uh, named Mark Polanski on this very podcast last week. Uh, I'd never met him. We have a mutual friend. He's a fine guy. No big deal. But the interview, the conversation I had with him wasn't as deep and vulnerable and honest and forthcoming as uh, every other one of my episodes has been. Uh, and wow, you guys noticed, which is kind of awesome because uh, I was like, I don't know, it's different from all the other interviews, but whatever, I'll put it out anyway, like, because, you know, whatever, nobody will care, but you noticed. And you know what? First off, not to sound like a total dick, I was kind of happy with the feedback because uh, nobody was mean to me. Not that I encourage meanness. I don't want anybody talking shit about my guests. And Mark is totally cool and rad and like whatever. He had never listened to the show and it's fine. You know, everybody's different. But uh, I just appreciated that the comments were like, oh, Alexi, uh, you were awesome. You were awesome. Like uh, you tried your best and like it, it was just him. He was like condescending and, you know, didn't take it as seriously or didn't, didn't respect it, whatever. But everybody was very com complimentary of me. And since uh, I'm a fucking monster... Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for being cool to me and snubbing the other person. So thanks. Um, but uh, the overall takeaway, the takeaway for me, as they say in showbiz here in Tinseltown, I broadcast from Hollywood, California, um, is that this means that you guys expect a certain level of honesty and vulnerability and depth from the show and you're used to getting that. And when you don't, you notice. So uh, overall... That just inspires me to make sure I deliver what you guys are expecting. So I think today's episode is not going to let you down. Um, we are, it's, it's deep. It's honest. My guest is comedian and podcaster, fellow podcaster, Erin McGathy. All right? Uh, she's fucking cool as fuck. Let me tell you about her. All right. Erin McGathy has not only one, but two podcasts she does. All right? She has a podcast called This Feels Terrible on Feral Audio. It deals with heartbreak, love, dating, just everything I'm obsessed with, okay? Get, get into this podcast. Subscribe immediately because if you like this show, you're going to love her show. Uh, I'm obsessed. She also has a podcast that she co-hosts with Wayne Fetterman called Human Conversation. And Wayne was actually an early guest here on Love Alexi. So everything just comes full circle, you guys. Isn't it incredible? I know. Um... So here's the thing. Uh, we talk about a lot of stuff, me and Aaron. Um, Aaron and I, how dare you correct me? How dare you? Anyway, we talk about a lot of things. It's just basically two girls gabbing about life and love and coming of age stuff and uh, insecurities and spiraling. And we talk, about, uh, we talk about cool peeps in the comedy community. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Please forgive me. I'm really caffeinated right now. Um, we talk about her divorce, and just to give you a little bit of backstory, uh, when she refers to uh, her now ex-husband, she's referring to Dan Harmon, who is most known for being the creator of a show called Community. But uh, you know what? Google him on your own time, okay? This is about me and Aaron. I just wanted to give you a little bit of context, a little bit of backstory, so you felt included, all right? You're welcome. Anyway, um, a little bit more about Aaron. She's a busy girl. She has a new cool boyfriend. She's going to go on a road trip. She's touring her podcast, This Feels Terrible, in July, and will be performing her solo show, Love You Loudly, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You can follow her on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Erin McGathy. And if you can't figure out how to spell her name, I'll put the pieces together for you, Bonehead. All right? Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not my style. I don't want to be mean. Um, her name is spelled E-R-I-N-M-C-G-A-T-H-Y. And for everything and anything else, Erin McGathy, go to erinmcgathy.com for like tour dates and all this stuff. And you know what? I think you and I should be friends on, uh, on all social media. Oh, let me take a breath. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, at Alexi Wasser. Um, here's what I don't encourage enough. If anybody out there wants to send an email into the show with like a love uh, problem or you need advice or you just want to talk shit or say hi to Aristotle or have a whatever, question, comment, concern, send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And even cooler, which is something I always forget to suggest, leave me and Aristotle and love Alexi uh, 
in general, a voicemail. Yeah, pick up your smartphone and dial 707-892-0440. I want to hear from you. Phone calls are not utilized enough, and they're so fucking fun. Anyway, um, listen, I'm not going to inundate you with the bullshit that I experienced this week, the weird mind games I play on myself, the internal spirals, the confusing uh, intuition for false stories I tell myself when I'm insecure or vulnerable or feeling disconnected from myself or the person I'm dating. I'm not going to bore you with that shit. I'm not going to tell you about all the coping tools I'm using to help myself. Ooh, just got an email. Hello. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about going on hikes, trying to get my endorphins going, listening to podcasts, watching all every episode of Horace and Pete, uh, watching Broad City for the first time in my life. What took me so long? Listening to Lena Dunham's Not That Kind of Girl, uh, listening to a self-help audiobook called You Are a Badass by Jen Cicero. No, I'm not going to tell you about these embarrassing, vulnerable things that I'm up to because it's none of your goddamn business. And, uh, I'll tell you later. Anyway, enjoy my conversation with Aaron McGathy. Now entering Nerdist.com. Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, God. Come on Hello, Maren. Right. Oh, yeah. We talked before. Have you met her? Yes. Here. I want detail. You're sitting there. Okay. You're sitting there. There's your coffee. Thank you for the coffee. Of course. Fantastic. Do you mind if I wear a hand mask while we're doing this? Oh, yeah. Do it. Why? Because oh. my hands are super dry and I'm going to meet my boyfriend at the airport. A hand mask. All right. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What is your heart hard out? This is so oh, exciting. Okay. Hard out. We're both wearing eyeliner. This is great. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Hard, hard out, twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Yeah. Holy shit. You, we keep that in mind. Is that okay? It's Aristotle's job. He's my boyfriend today, right now, <laughs> during podcasts. I've decided. Um, all right. Got a hard out. We got a. Okay, this is good because I was. Oh my god, so many thoughts and feelings. Are you ready to jump right into this while yeah, you put yeah. your hand mask yeah. on? There's your straw. Thank you. I'll so do the straw first. You're Aaron McGathy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Talking to Aaron McGathy. I'm Alexi Wasser. So many fucking thoughts and feelings. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start with how do we meet, but I'm not really going to start there because I'm going to already jump over to another thing where okay. preparing for this interview with you. Uh, Thank you for preparing. Oh my God. I was like, I listened to This Feels Terrible. And all, by, by, to all four of you listening, by the way, whoever's out there listening right now, the other day, <laughs> Uh, I ran into Aaron at a very cool, hip, cool comedy event uh, called <laughs> Super Tight at Cinefamily in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. And we were talking about Wayne Fetterman. And Aaron brought up the fact that when I had Wayne as a guest on the show that I did not mention his podcast, which is called <laughs> Human Conversation, which Aaron and Wayne, uh, you know, that's their podcast. And Aaron also has another podcast called This Feels Terrible. The thing is, I didn't mention and I felt so guilty. And the next day no, I woke I'm up. Sorry. No, I was like, oh, my God. I was, I was like, Aaron was wearing the red lipstick. She's very intense and smart and sophisticated <laughs> and cool. And I think she probably hates me. And then I oh accidentally then I accidentally called Human Conversation the Wayne Vetterman podcast oh. <laughs> to your face. And you were like, excuse me? And I, I was like, oh, my God, this is not going well. I have a totally different memory of that See, that's, interaction. You know, the funny thing is my most recent podcast that came out uh, last week is all about uh, memories. It's about, a, oh. a, it's about memories and how they are malleable and how they can change and how nobody has like a perfect, like everybody's memory of something is different. Well, I, I was, I was interested to hear you like when you sent me that text the next day, cause I also left that party like in every interaction, like in the morning, I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. Why do no. I feel so awful about really? everything? You yeah. know why that is? Why? I thought about that too. Is it because everyone is insecure and so it just feels, I was like, why does this feel so awful? I, why, like, I, I like all these people. I'm seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, why, it, does I, why, why does I feel like garbage? Why does I feel like garbage? Um, <laughs> I think it's because, and I know it's because, uh, by the way, I wish you guys could see Aaron putting on, hand, <laughs> like, by, by the way, if your hands were dry, would your boyfriend just break up with you when you pick him up at the airport? Yeah, yeah he's very, <laughs> he's have, a, he's, no, I just, I, I do a lot of things with my hands. Uh, sexy, sexy thing. Okay. No, I, do, I, do, I do a lot of things with my hands that dry them out. Like I do a lot of like painting and crafting and baking. 
And I bought this hand mask like two weeks ago and I haven't used it. And I was like, this is the perfect time. You're so right. When you're just yeah. hanging out for an hour, just fucking. Because I get anxiety about not being able to like, you know, put out a fire or something if I was doing a hand mask. But oh, man. Well, anyway. We're going to be okay. But we're going to be fine. Just to finish up that thought, though, I was talking about uh, that that event at Cinefamily, Super Tight, the comedy thing where we ran into mm-hmm. each other last week where I thought mm-hmm. I offended you and apparently didn't. Thank no, God. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I said the next day and I kept thinking about it. And it wasn't a horrible spiral like I would have had years ago in my early 20s. Mm. I'm in my 30s now. Thank God. It's a lot calmer over here on this end of the spectrum. But uh, it's because we're in a room. We're all performers. We all have egos. We all... And I feel like you can feel the energy. You can feel all the insecurity, the egos, the... Do you know You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, Wayne hates that expression. Do you know what I mean? He thinks it's a lazy speech pattern. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, yeah, I just feel like you can feel all that energy in the air. And just because yeah. people aren't talking about it and everybody's fronting so hard that they're cool and calm you know, collected. Did you see, I won't mention his name, but someone who is a super talented performer um, who everyone's a huge fan of left that party crying. What? Like literally in tears. Write <laughs> his name down. Wait, you can't because you're wearing mittens. <laughs> you're wearing mittens and I know now I know why you're wearing mittens. <laughs> no, I'll try to write it. I'll try to write it. Oh my god. Cuz you yeah, and like he Ariel he Pink? In? No. I hope it was oh, him. No. He's a god, fucking piece I, of shit to me. I think I met him too and I hardly remember. God, I I was also like pretty You were drunk? Pretty drunk. Oh, yeah. I wasn't drunk enough. I only had two or three beers and I brought I a, don't know. I, I I felt so nervous or I started feeling like kind of not even nervous just like that anxiety because that that should have been an event that that should have just all been love and rainbows completely because it was such a wonderful event daniel johnston played there are a bunch of people there who are all great performers there wasn't like a, a shitty energy really except that i think everyone felt lesser than i know and so Everyone felt weird. I had a weird interaction with my friend with, uh, with, well, I was about to correct myself. I was like, I don't know. Are we friends? I mean, we're not close friends, but who I've always been very friendly with, who I adore, who I think is so funny. I felt like I had a weird interaction with him, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should bleep his name. I was just going to say, do you want <laughs> yeah, me to bleep yeah. his Okay, we'll bleep his name out. But that's uh, funny. I was just talking about him because I had never met him. I don't think I had. And I met him for the first time. And, and I was like, hope he likes me. You know, this is who cried. Isn't is, that crazy? Is he your friend? Yeah. Why is why was he crying? He said that someone h- hurt his feelings. But again, he's one of my friends that I only see at these comedy events. Can and I, yeah. Can I tell you? I saw him for the first time in many years because he came to one of my birthday parties. I think by accident because I think he just ended this up at is, a party. This is great fodder for podcasts. By the oh, way. whatever. <laughs> just inside, whatever, whatever. We're talking. Two bitches talk about. Two, just, they two bitches talk about smack. But you know what? We're bonding, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm just this uh, very tall, handsome, slender, uh, hip guy. Uh, I used to have a crush on. I him. mean, we could just say. We'll no, just, no, no. I don't want to say anything okay. either. But, uh, we're, but I mean, me too. Like, and he knew. Yeah, I, I had him on a guest as a guest on my podcast. You did, and I like absolutely fell apart. You did, yeah. Were, well, my thing is way more embarrassing. Okay. I, he showed up at my birthday party. Not. I even, think I can out embarrass you, read this person. Well, I. But up, you go first, and then I will outdo you, and then I will outdo you for the entire oh, podcast. Shit. Oh my that's god, my style. She's, I'm a bitch. She's got her mittens on. And she's fucking drinking a venti coffee, a venti, venti, whatever. Vente. Um, I'm dating a Spanish guy. I don't know what that means. I should know oh. how to pronounce that. I didn't know you were dating a Spanish guy. He's the guy that I was standing next to at that thing, oh. which is another weird thing because to bring somebody into a thing oh like my that, god. yeah, it made me actually feel more grounded because I had to f- pretend I was calm, cool, and collected, but. To, yeah. But I'm like I'm running into all it these like of, people it, I've made out with and had sex with. It definitely and, illuminates how silly all of that stuff is when you bring somebody who's not has nothing to do all with that world up yeah. about it. Yeah, interesting. Um, he was very nice. You thought so? Yeah. Did you think he was I thought, Yeah, of course. You thought he was what? Yeah, I thought I thought he was your manager. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Because he is, was he was trying he was getting you work throughout the entire thing. Me. Aaron has multiple podcasts and didn't turn her phone off for mine. So I'm so sorry. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, uh, hello. <laughs> that um, you thought he was my manager because why? Um, just like, because he see you, uh, you know honestly because I didn't because he seemed grounded actually. Oh! He didn't seem like he was a comedian. <laughs> that, I think that's why. And I was just, <laughs> and everybody there was so so industry and so connect. Like I that I that I just was like oh. But I actually, I was like, oh, okay. And now it's, I, I was way too drunk at that party. I remember thinking, oh, that's our, 
that's I think that's Alexi's manager or I just didn't even think the, out that sentence but I just thought that felt that my body felt that he was your manager <laughs> but then I also thought that you guys had slept together or he wanted to sleep with you so that's a nice thing you thought he wanted to sleep with me I thought he was an inappropriate manager I love that I cannot wait <laughs> I to tell him that he was a lecherous manager because I have so many feelings about the dude that I'm dating like I'm all over the place I feel like I'm gonna have to bleep this entire podcast but just to get back to just to get back to the guy who left um, super tight the other night crying because his feelings were hurt and he's how, a musician he's a musician he's, he's very cool I uh, don't actually know what I saw were tears rolling down his face and him saying someone was mean to me no one's ever mean to me why was he mean to me oh wow and then, maybe it was daniel i, mean, I thought it was ariel pink or daniel johnson oh maybe i don't know it was mean to me really how was he mean to you oh, well we'll get so here's what happened with the tall lanky guy who got uh, who cried years ago i had a birthday party he showed up and i thought I was so drunk, and I I had had my eye on him for a long time. Did you time. know who he was? I knew because he had been mean to me at a few different parties before, and I thought, "Who is mean this guy? I'm going to make him like me." Just like oh, you know, no. when I was like that, which is not how oh, I am God. now. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and that's connected to a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. Um, okay. But uh, so he shows up at my party, and I'm tipsy, and I'm thinking it's my birthday, and I'm thanking him for being there, even though I think he just ended up at a party he heard about. He wasn't yeah. there for my party. I was like, "Thank you so much for making it to my birthday party. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can I get you a drink?" And yeah. and I cornered him. I <laughs> I cornered him in a room. I closed the door. I was like, I was like, so who are you? Tell me everything about you. Oh my god! And then somebody came in the room, and I was like, beat it. And then they like they left. Did you literally say beat it? Because that's pretty cool. I was pretty much like, well, I was just like, beat it, babe. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> but then, and I'm uh, talking to someone who doesn't like me, which means he's sexy. I know, which means I really want to make out with him and have sex with him. But um, yeah. And so he got out of the room. I find him again. He's like coming out of a bathroom. It's a dark room, and I like. And I go, I lean up against the wall and I'm like, well, like, this is it. (laughs) And then he goes, okay, bye. And he just like walks past me and leaves. And I was just like, it ruined my entire, I just couldn't stop spiraling about it. Because I was like, oh my God, I've humiliated myself. That was years ago. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen him since then, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a million mutual friends. I have a bad taste in my mouth about like embarrassing myself in front of him forever. And then I saw him the other night and I was with my inappropriate manager, a.k.a. the guy I'm dating who's not my manager. Right. And I saw it's your pussy's manager. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I see the guy who, le- who we're talking about, and we just gave each other like a, a knowing look and a smile, like like, hi, how are yeah. you? And that felt so good. It felt so adult. Like ev- everything's okay. That, that's how I felt. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> that that's the end of that long, boring fucking diatribe. But um, so here's what what I did. I listened to this. Feels terrible. To Thank prep you. for this, okay? okay. I, I've already, I already fell in love with human conversation. The podcast you and Wayne have, which I hope you continue. Are you going to keep doing that? Uh, yeah. While I'm here, yes, yeah. Okay, because it's so great. It's this. It, uh, you know, you. how old is Wayne? He's 25 years older than me. So uh, he's so he's 56. This is incredible. So this is. It's so entertaining to listen to, like, the back and forth, the ping pong, and the, like, the different generations. It's just perfect. It's <laughs> We're so equally funny. fascinated and annoyed with each other. It's so great. I love it. And I didn't get into it. What would you say? I, I was just correcting myself by each other. Okay. We're fascinated and annoyed by we're each not other. Gonna, we're not going to do anything wrong today on this Sorry. podcast. Yeah, we're there's not, nothing. I'm we're very not, relaxed. <laughs> no, I mean, like, gra- grammatically speaking. I mean, right, right, um, yeah. We're going to get it right. Oh, I um, do that wrong. I'm always Me too. That. The guy I'm dating corrects me or says whom, and I'm like, I can't do this. Fuck you. <laughs> I was like, do you th- I was like, do you grammar think- manager. Yeah, he's my grammar manager. Mm. Um, yeah, and he used the word antonym the other day over text. Like, that's not an antonym with this. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> relax. Just the um, opposite. Just be cool. Um, so when I interviewed Wayne, I didn't. I hadn't really gotten into a human conversation. I hadn't heard this feels terrible. I was just talking to Wayne about like uh, knowing him and com- and just him and comedy and not mm-hmm. even opening myself up to this world of podcasts that he was involved with. <laughs> and then uh, so and then I got addicted post Wayne Federman podcast on Love Alexi. Um, so then in prepping for this interview, I listened. This is going to go somewhere, I promise. So I okay. listened. I listened to this feels terrible. The one like the first one back after the wedding extravaganza. Oh, the divorce one. <laughs> and I'm going through my own personal things. And we'll get to that later. Uh and I went on a hike because I'm not on antidepressants. Are you on antidepressants? No. See, I feel like everybody is self-medicating, but we're just drinking. We're okay. <laughs> we don't take antidepressants. We just drink sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I went on a hike yesterday. So exercising. That's yeah. yeah. I, I like to try to get endorphins going and try to 
not be so crazy. Um, and I was listening to Lena Dunham's Not That Kind of Girl because it took me so long to mm. get into it. Have you read that? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't. I don't know what took me so long. So I was reading that. Also, her uh, Women of the Hour podcast. I listened is, to that. It's so great. I love that. Yeah. And then this book that I'm finally getting to, just like listening to that and hearing her um, self-reflection and all these things she noticed and putting herself in these situations that were uh, not quite right for her with these men who didn't appreciate her or love her the way maybe she deserved. Just making these weird choices and then mm-hmm. knowing it and being able to see it, whatever. That was just uh, made me feel very emotional. Then I tune, turn on your podcast and it was the one where you're explaining your divorce mm-hmm. um, uh, and it was just so raw and honest and you interview your first love, who was not the guy you, you got married to. You interview right. your first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that was just so – I just, I just wept. I wept. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because I just felt like, oh, I felt less alone because you and Lena uh, made me feel less alone because you're women who live intensely in your mind mm-hmm. um, and see everything and analyze things and feel really deep. I don't know. Just, oh, thank you. Is that, is that wrong? I'm just rambling now. but No, I'm very touched. Thank you. Well – I know I'm talking way more than you are, and I should be. No, it's about. fine. So what happened? You got like how? Do, how <laughs> I want to know everything. Like okay, so where? How do we meet? We met years ago. Tell me how we met. What's your memory of that? Um, I don't remember. I remember we got coffee or lunch once, right? Maybe I guess I thought we met through Angela Trimber. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Um, you were buying a bicycle at Target. Oh my God, you were there? Yeah. That was you? Yeah. You had a oh. big bicycle with you. And I was like, they sell bicycles at Target? Oh my God. And you were wearing like... <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> like, I don't remember what you were wearing, but I remember it was like something like straight out of Adelia's catalog. Like, you looked very cool. I and, did? Yeah, you looked like... I mean, you you look like a model and you were wearing like something like very like Delia's like cute and summery and you had a bicycle oh like and it God. almost looked like you had brought the bicycle into the shop no. <laughs> it's just a prop <laughs> and i was there with angela and we were we were uh walking we were leaving target and she saw she saw you and, and you guys stopped and said hello and we introduced and i was like is that a real person with a bicycle on target oh my god well here's I just remember she, we did, she did not like me. She did not like me because we dated. This is before we became friends and good friends. That's not true. She didn't not. You guys did have like a friend of me. We had an ex boyfriend. We had an ex boyfriend. Uh, I dated a guy, then she dated him, and we met at a party because she tapped me on the shoulder and was like, right. "Hey, we both dated this guy." And uh, yeah, I'm gonna have her on the show. We'll talk about it. But yeah, it was like this. Weird, I remember her saying that she didn't think that you. I mean, I don't remember. This was me. a long time ago. That she thought that she would have said the same thing that she thought you didn't like her. Oh yeah, and then then I fell in love with her, and then I was. But I remember seeing mm-hmm. her being like, "Oh, she's mad at me because I told both of our ex about my run in with Angela." Yeah, I, yeah. I went back to him because I knew him very well, and she said all this stuff to me at a party, and I was like, your ex-girlfriend said this stuff to me, and I... That was like six years ago. This was like so long ago, but uh, but I remember being like, oh god, now I just ran into this girl who hates me at Target, and I'm buying a bike. <laughs> and then and then you guys were, then you guys were driving past me in the parking oh, lot, yes. and I was trying to stuff the, <laughs> stuff the bike in my in my like Scion. I think I turned a Scion. Oh my god. Oh, that was very hum- funny. Humiliated, but um... <laughs> Yeah, and then we went on like a girl date or something. We like, uh, I remember meeting you with your now ex husband, Dan, at some party, some weird mm. other anxiety ridden party in, in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we went on a friend date and we talked. And then we never hung out again. And I, I yeah. was like, I thought that was going to be something. Well, here we are. You should have followed up. What? You should have followed up. We both should have followed up. Listen, okay, so what the fuck happened? You got married. I want to know everything. <laughs> Like you want to like, know from my marriage well, because, to divorce? Well, yeah, because I do. Because uh, you talk about it on your podcast, you're pretty mm-hmm. open with it. You seem like you, you know, and you said you weren't honest with yourself about mm-hmm. what was going on in the relationship. Yeah, what took it from? Because you know, everybody, please listen to, to this. Feels terrible. It's it's so. Uh, it's just a great podcast. Thank you. If you like this show at, at all, you'll love this. Feels terrible. Yeah, um, there should be some crossover for sure. Um. How are your hands doing? They're good. I, it makes me feel like I'm about to do surgery, which is kind of a powerful feeling. I know, and I feel like you're wearing an outfit where it makes me feel like we're in an episode of the Twilight Zone, and you're like, yeah. you're like, the doctor's ready for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what you, were you asking? What, so, what made me? F- 
So when I met you, we had a girl date. When we actually sat down, had a girl date. Uh, oh God, I think I remember who I was dating at the time. Oh geez, uh, I was dating. Remember that guy? He was there at the thing the other day. Uh, I'll bleep that yes. out too. <laughs> full, yes, yes, full of bleeps. And uh, and you were dating Dan. And it was like kind of the beginning of your relationship. I don't know how long. And then it was mm. before you moved in. So what was the what happened? And what have you noticed? And where are you at now? <laughs> It's a long, it's a big, yeah, now you talk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge question. Um, well, I think that my ex-husband and I connected and, and connect on a level that I hadn't connected with anyone before that was like pretty, I don't know, nuanced and cerebral. And it was also, I, I met him coming off of a really traumatic, terrible breakup where I had a boyfriend that. Um, cheated on me and not that cheating is the end of the world because I'm trying to be more open about that or more open-minded about that. Why? Why are you being more open-minded about that all of a sudden? Um, well, I, I, well, because I've been listening to a lot of uh, Savage Love, God. actually. I don't want, I don't like the idea of open relationships and that whole, uh, <laughs> what's that new, the uh, Sex of Dawn book? Infuriating. Yeah, I'm just really. like I'm like get away from me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not polyamorous, and I'm also not I, I'm not saying like I, I'm not I'm not pro cheating in a relationship. I just mean there are there are, there are different levels of humiliation and uh, whatever in with when it comes to cheating in a relationship. I have never cheated in a relationship. Oh, that's nice. It is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, I just feel like as long as the two people are on the same page and mm-hmm. communicating, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's when both people say, yeah, we're just going to commit to each other. We're in the safe zone. And then somebody goes, well, I'm actually going to go do this thing. Because yeah, yeah. then it makes the other person a fool and, and doesn't give the other person an opportunity to do the same thing. Or yeah. just, it's a lie. So yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's about communication and being on the same page. Yeah. Well, with my relationship previous to Dan, I was made to feel insane a little bit because I felt this weird vibe from this this other person and in my ex-boyfriend's life and I wish and it was just like way too long to feel crazy and he started dating her while we were together <laughs> and uh um yeah and I mean it, I mean it all worked out for the best actually like I don't I'm not mad at him anymore or anything but I left that relationship feeling super traumatized and terrible and uh ugly and unlovable and just all these things and um dan is the best at uh i don't know dan made me feel like like in my in my set like i started dating dan like right after this breakup and he was really there for me in rebuilding my trust in relationships and stuff and um yeah, we became friends right away, and he – I think that's – that that being built – I don't know. It's kind of like – think about it kind of like uh, the Marines. You know, when someone goes to boot training, they they break them down and remove them their sense of self, and then they build them back up as a Marine. It's like my sense of self had been removed by this previous relationship and then was built up in this new relationship with Dan, which was not a – like, I don't – <clears throat> there are a lot of things re that relationship that are that I don't want to talk about. Yeah, but, don't talk about anything you don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it, but um, I I am thankful for that relationship. But like we, I think we stayed together for we and we got married for the wrong reasons. And for me. The staying together too long was um, because we did connect on this level that we hadn't connected with with other people, and that's not enough. Like there, you should also work well as a partnership. Like by the end of our relationship, we were we're not communicating very well, um, which is an understatement. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think, I mean, the yeah. So anyway, I uh, we were lucky in that I last summer took a trip to Ireland and being by myself made me realize, 
made me be really like forced me to be honest with myself about how unhappy I was in my relationship. And so I came back to Los Angeles and like, like I gave it two weeks of like really thinking about it and talking about it. And then Dan and I broke up in couples therapy and things are cool between us. And that's kind of the thing. We've both moved on to other relationships pretty quickly, which I think is, mm -hmm, which I think is pretty, I think is surprising for people, but um. You know, the timing the timing doesn't feel weird to us, I don't think. Like people people were so, so supportive of our of our relationship that I think that also contributed to us staying together longer than we should. Cause it wasn't like it's not like we didn't care about each other and it's not like we didn't have this great connection because we did and people really liked us together because we were like like seemed to work well together. But um yeah, when it came came down to stuff that we hold important. I don't think that we were matched. I feel like I'm being so boring. No, you're not being so boring. Let me just ask you. So, okay. So when I was listening to your podcast and you, and you were, uh, you played your performance at the moth. Uh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned you were fighting, you were fighting things mm-hmm. and then you got married. So then you decided to get married. So <laughs> yeah. why, how did, what, what, what happened um, there? Why did you decide to do that? Well, he was he was working so much at the time. He worked so much all the time, and we weren't seeing each other. And I think that we, or at least I, I'll just speak for myself. Like I, I thought that any of our all of our problems were because he was working so much. And when I say working so much, I mean he was like sleeping at the office, like he was working on community and all these other shows that were great. And so I just felt, I felt like I was kind of like a military wife where I was like, well, my husband's off at war. My boyfriend's off at war. And you come from a, aren't you like a military brat? I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Your your dad was in the what? Uh, My dad was in the Navy. He was a chaplain in the Navy. Yeah. And there are actually a lot of, a lot of similarities kind of between my dad and Dan and that like Dan has this podcast that has like a ton of followers, like almost like believers. And my dad is a preacher. Oh, wow. And, yeah. Your dad's then, a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a chaplain, which is like a oh, preacher in the military. All right. Learning new stuff. You're on Love Alexi. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. So he was, he was, he was away and I was very, like, still very much believe in his work and everything. So when he proposed just that next, it was just like a year of him. I don't know. I, I like. I mean, you'd have to ask him why he proposed. Oh, because you weren't. It wasn't like a mutual thing where you're just you're talking about it. It was like he he. I mean, I would say yes well, too. I mean, that it, sounds exciting. Somebody <laughs> asked you to marry, and we're like, yes. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't totally unexpected. We had been together for three years beforehand, so wow. it wasn't like insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll have yeah to ask again. Him. <laughs> no. Yeah, have him on. Uh, I, 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 I think I, I think when it came down to it, it was it was that we we had this. We had this really strong connection that seemed like, I mean, when you're, when you're in a, I think we've all experienced this thing where when you are in a relationship, you, I don't know, when you build, when you build up a relationship from nothing and you're really excited, all these things that are happening, it's hard to let those go and to see things for what they are sometimes. And we, I think both of us decided very early on in our relationship that we were just going to stick to it. Yeah. So, yeah. This is what I'm confused about right now because okay. I feel like I've been in relationships. I've been in a five-year thing, one-year thing. I do mm-hmm. a little two-month st- I date, whatever. Like Also, I'm- timing is all very, you know, like it's it's oh, all yeah. very relative, the time that you spend with people. Yeah. And at what point in your life and you are with them and... And where you're at yeah. emotionally and all the stuff. Yeah. Like I feel, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to start comparing my current relationship to my last relationship, but I, no, I'm not even going to go down this road, but time is, time is relative. We don't even want to. We don't even <laughs> want to get on that road. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can spend, you could spend six months. Well, for example, I, I dated this guy for six months. I didn't even realize it was six months. Like apparently we had been dating for six months and like, Six months into our relationship, we went out to dinner and he said something like, wow, like, or he was like, it's our six month anniversary. And at the end of the day, I broke up with him because I was like, (laughs) I didn't even realize. Yeah. I, cause I I was so surprised and I was like, oh, like I don't 
my feelings for you, like he was, he's such a great, he's a great guy. Um, yeah. Like he's, he's a comedian, sweet guy, great guy, wonderful, handsome, lovely. But my feelings for him had not advanced in six months. And like, we hadn't become any more intimate and like, you know, emotionally, um, I mean, we had sex constantly. Oh, did you? Uh, no, not actually. We actually didn't have sex. Yeah, constantly. that bothers me. I'm very sexual. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I mean, that's an interesting. I mean, like the, the sex is so different from relationship to relationship. Yeah. And it's nice to be on the same page about that stuff. I'm on the same page with my current partner, which is kind of like life changing. Good. Right Thank God. Yeah. Hence these, <laughs> hence these fucking gloves. Just moisturizing. Like, you know, I don't know what you're gonna do with those hands, but I kind of have a feeling I know what you're gonna do with those hands. <laughs> They're but, gonna go uh, up and down that uncircumcised. Oh? Is he uncircumcised? Well, he's Irish. I should, say, exact- I should talk no, about okay. my boyfriend's penis. No, that's okay. That's okay. I dated a guy who's it's uncircumcised because they're all uncircumcised over there. Can I tell you, I dated a guy who is uncircumcised, and uh, it was the first time I ever really fully. I, I think I dated a guy who had a partial circumcision, whatever that means. I don't know. Oh. It was like a drive-by circumcision. I don't know, but. Uh, but I, I dated a guy who wasn't circumcised, and it kind of scared me, and I got really in my head about it because I, I <laughs> in thought, your head about yeah. Well, I was like, like, I was what like, okay, oh, I was like, I'm gonna do a it good works job. The same way. I mean, I would do a great job. I don't want to like pull the thing down and then rip it off by accident or like be, it's too. Sad. So I, I never watch. I never. I never watch porn. Uh, this will be the second and last time I ever talk about this on this podcast. But I. Uh, I never watched porn, but I watched all this like uncircumcised like blowjob porn or whatever. Mm. And I went to Pleasure Chest one night and I just bought an uncircumcised penis, which Jesus they Christ. sell. The things that we do. Uh, we are great women who think deeply about no, stuff. No, we're too, you're too, <laughs> no, too codependent about sex. I'm, le- I'm, I'm letting go of that stuff. But like, but when I started having sex, when I was like... 17 i i mean i and i talked about this on my podcast with my first boyfriend like i read every book i could find yeah. and i was like i was going to sex shops and getting like edible paints and so like all this stuff i did not need to do but like I, everything yeah. was just like a, this huge presentation because i was like well i better have to do all this i got like brazilian waxes all the time which is fucking nuts i don't mind those i mean <laughs> i i mean i i've been I, shaving lately which i don't like because there's no time. It's so pain. Well, and it's so painful. And I tried to wax myself last night, which was I would insane. I would have done it for you if you really want to get into this friendship. If we get real deep. <laughs> I'll come over if you really want to invest in a friendship with me <laughs> while you're in LA. <laughs> I would have been there. I'm like, yeah, I, could, I could be your Samantha. Oh, that's a Sex and City reference. Which Did is she wax. No, but one time she had to go into Carrie's privates to get a diaphragm that was stuck out of Carrie's oh, private. That out. was insanity. That does not like I. I the, 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 I remember that. I'm that just blows saying. My, like I can get anything out of my vagina at any given time. I once got a condom stuck in my vagina and I got it out and I was I felt so like accomplished that I wanted to get another one jammed up in there because I was like this felt amazing because it was like it was like when you pop a zit and all the pus comes out and you're like I did it gross, gross, sorry that gross. was totally gross 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 all of it is I'm just kidding this is not who I am um it's oh. fine I think it is and it's just you know it's, um, it's cool but the thing is I never I, I never watch porn I don't go to sex shops I never do that stuff but with the uncircumcised uh private I, can't, I don't even like words private yeah I know I'm like oh, whatever <laughs> but, uh, uncircumcised bathing suit ba- yeah. I know oh god um, I just I just really wanted to like be good because it was like as unfamiliar territory and it made me self-conscious so I thought instead of like just uh, and it didn't occur to you to ask him no I did and then he was like but then I got really drunk one night and I said uh, I said oh I, I watched all this porn and I bought this weird thing and the, and the, the foreskin didn't even move so it was like useless but uh, and he went you already give great blowjobs. Now they're just going to get better. This is incredible. So we did end up talking about it. Has the man ever it. done anything like really thoughtful like that for you in a sexual way? Um, like prepped or like... You know, what I, you know what? There's a certain kind of sex that I really like that, that kind of answers that question where... Um, it's unfortunate because I've had like probably like the boat best sex. sex. No, not but I don't like... I, don't I said like boat. Oh, boat sex. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would be like such a funny and privileged fetish to be like, oh, boat just like, sex? Get, yeah, but like a nice boat. Like, like he a gets yacht. a boat and then we just have sex on his boat? Yeah, or you're like, you sneak around a dock and have sex. Maybe like, I, 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 yeah, maybe I had I'm sex into that. By, I had sex behind a plant at the Sunset Marquee recently. <laughs> I <Kind laughs> plant. Yeah, it was like a morning. plant at Sunset Marquee, but very, very tinsel down, very yeah. Hollywood. But, uh, well, here's what I don't think men do enough. So I had great sex with this guy who I, I don't want to date, which is unfortunate, mm. but the sex was really great. Um, where it's like he took the time to like 
kiss every part of my leg. Like, kiss me up each leg and, like, wait, somebody's phone vibrating? Yeah, I'm sorry. I turned oh, off the thing. My I, God. I, I said that thing. But then I, okay. Sorry. It's like every guy we're talking about. It's like, <laughs> they're like, you better bleep us out. Um, <laughs> God. We're not yeah. saying anything bad. We are not saying anything bad. That's the problem. But he kissed you. He kissed no, you. Just like, just like, I love making out. And I feel like sometimes people give up on the makeout when you get comfortable in the relationship. Mm. It's like all of a sudden True. the makeouts go to, to the wayside. And like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to make out for hours. And I want, uh, I like having sex twice a day or three times a day. I got to have sex in the morning, sex at night. Um, and I like... I don't know, just like um, attentive sex where it's like mm. the guy goes down on me, I go down on him. Uh, I don't. I'll fucking throw a sixty nine in there. I don't really want to do sixty nine. That's <laughs> you for... sounded like almost kind of like like Super Mario Brothers Italian. Oh. There was like Luigi. I don't know. Yeah, a nice afternoon. Oh yeah, but a big but a boom. But I mean, yeah, just like I don't know, just where the guy kisses you up your leg and every part of your body, and it's just like the sensual, nice thing, and they take the time as opposed to just like we're fucking now, and this is what's happening, which is fine too sometimes. I think that's really nice. I, I wish I could take myself more seriously during those moments. Like, because I'm totally not self conscious during sex. So one time I shut up and I stopped thinking. It's like oh meditation my God. for that me. That is a gift. I think that's really nice. Like, I always feel, I don't know if this is, I think this is because when I was young, I was like, oh, the thing that's good about me, the thing that I have to offer to the world is my sense of humor. So I'm always, like, I, like, I, all, I, I, luckily I've gotten over this in my current relationship. Uh-oh. Jokes while the guy's going down. You're like, well, what are you doing down there? Walk, walk. No, like, oh. uh, well, yeah. Kind of, ah! I mean, not that, but like, I don't know. If someone was kissing up my leg, I might say like, like, what if you looked up and I was holding a severed hat? Yeah. Like, just like, is it like just, there's a time and a place for those jokes too, though. I like that. Yeah, oh, I do. I do love. I do love laughing during sex. Like, yeah, that's kind of the absolute best. And not even like, I don't like laughing at. Well, I like laughing at everything, but I'm not just talking about like, oh, what if someone like farts or whatever like i don't like i don't like that but i'm just saying i like laughing i like laughing yeah i like you know what what i'm so confused now because you've been married you've been divorced you're dating this new guy Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on in my life i'm dating i'm confused and i don't even know what's important to me anymore (laughs) what love is is Uh i'm confused with like lust uh passion uh like whatever what what is it i don't even know i feel like it's the feeling focus on yourself you just have to make yourself happy, right? Well, I mean, the nothing like j- literally nothing else matters. And but, also like I've 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 been banging this into my head for the last 10 years and I think it's just now seeped its way in that like really loving yourself is really the only thing that matters because really 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 the only thing that can ever make you happy is yourself and we are all our own universes unto themselves. And like anyone coming in or out is really just like, you know, a a ship (laughs) anchoring at our dock or whatever. Like it doesn't like even I'm in, I'm in the happiest relationship I've I've ever been in. I think. How long long have you guys been together? um, Just since the beginning of the year. So like really not that long, but I, um, I think it's because I could take or leave him really. Like, I don't need him, and he doesn't need me, and we both make ourselves happy. And then when we're, when we're together, we elevate each other. And it's not this – there's there's no – I don't know. There's not that bad energy of, like, oh, I need you, or um, if you left, I wouldn't be <clears> – <throat> excuse me. If you left, I wouldn't be okay. Like, that's that's taken away. That's codependence, right? Uh We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, well, codependence is putting someone else's feelings ahead of your own and someone else's needs ahead of your own, which very much gets in the way of You're taking happy. care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's and like I I have definitely like I've I've gone through the ringer with like codependency. Like I've certainly been codependent and I think I am I have a tendency to be codependent, but I'm not I'm not now in action because I like am so aware of it that I am constantly like nope nope you don't you are hungry you go and make yourself a sandwich instead of driving across town to get these special pickles for your husband's sandwich yeah. because you think that that's more important than feeding yourself and then when you go and you get those pickles you're like all irritable and then bring it to him and he doesn't give a shit because 
why would he give a shit? He didn't even ask for it. So it yeah. doesn't matter. Like that's, yeah. I compare it to that thing when, you, when you're on a plane, they say you've got to put your mask on before you put the mask over your baby. You know, yeah, because yeah, if yeah. you don't help yourself, you're of no use to anybody else. Yes. You know, and exactly, uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I, but I'm just getting confused right now because I don't know if you do this. <laughs> I get confused about whether or not uh, I'm intuitive. Hmm. Like I'm dating right now. Like I, I, I and I get confused. I have a tendency to want to ruin things or create drama because I'm so used mm-hmm. to like dramatic drama things. And I think yeah. I think love is like passion and it should feel a certain way like i i i felt it before i've been very happy in relationships where it's like i love this person oh my god we laugh it's amazing we're in this love bubble and now i'm like an adult and trying on different people and seeing how relationships work and if something doesn't match what i think love is from Mm -hmm. a while ago like uh it makes me feel like oh well this isn't it like so i'm just so and and i'm I wonder, like, uh, maybe I'm not making any sense. I'm all over no, the place. No, that makes but, that makes sense. But I'm wondering if, if I'm, if I get unhappy, is it because I'm so intuitive and I'm such an empath <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like psychic and I go, I, I'm like reading into like, like when you said you were married, uh, oh no, was it your your relationship before marriage? Mm-hmm. You could you felt like you were going crazy because you could feel the energy of something off. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't saying anything was off. He didn't say he was cheating on you. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. and this is not even about cheating. It's about like. Uh, being an being uh, intuitive woman or just an intuitive person, yeah, and then, but then everything's fine on the surface with the person you're with. So, what do you trust? Like, I feel like I, uh, I well, I, I like to create problems or, or like I, I feel like you're talking about two different things. Like, yeah, I'm a little not making it clear. No, you're fine. Like, I understand what you're saying. I like I also identify as an empath for sure. Um, but as far as the when you're trying people on and like the like oh this doesn't feel exciting or this feels whatever like that may I speak openly also yeah. you can take or leave anything please, I'm saying. please. but like i i i've felt that way before and i think it just comes from insecurity on my part or on yeah the- i mean well, how comfortable are you just being with okay. yourself uh, I'm great at being with myself. With yourself. What do you mean? Like not by yourself, but with yourself. Like you and Alexi, like in your own space, like you in a bathtub, you with your thoughts. How comfortable are you? With the that? most comfortable. The That's most comfortable. Good. When I'm with another person and things are just like, uh, I'm making a hand <laughs> sign on a podcast, but it's uh, yeah. when things are just stable and okay and not mm-hmm. dramatic. And there's a, and well, maybe uh, that means that you haven't been with somebody who really lights you up. What, what do you mean? Well, it, that, it, I mean, if, current current relationship excluded. But I mean, the the wanting to create drama, the... Well, okay, I'll speak for myself. I have been in relationships before, um, especially in my late teens, early 20s, where I I know looking back on things that I did not feel worthy of love. And so when that feeling kind of seeped in, and it wasn't even like a conscious surface feeling, it was something like deep within, when I felt like I wasn't worthy of that love, then I would start testing the other person by doing kind of wild things, um, creating drama. I would start thinking about um, try to, like, trying to figure out how the other person didn't actually care about me. You know, comparing my that relationship to previous relationships or to relationships I had seen in movies or my friends' relationships or like, you know, like if my if my friend's boyfriend surprised her with flowers, I'd be like, oh shit, Johnny didn't surprise me with flowers. Like he doesn't he doesn't like me. Like he doesn't like why would he not? And then and then I would get that in my head, and then I would create some sort of situation that would cause him to say like. Oh no, like of course I want to get you flowers. And then I would get that rush of like, oh, I'm loved. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm loved. I'm all right. I'm not a bad person. I'm not whatever. But for me, that all came from not being totally happy with myself, which I think also just comes with age. Some people yeah. are lucky to have that young. I certainly wasn't. Um I also think it has a lot to do with the way that you were brought up like I think that my my mom who's now a pastor is like kind of withholding a little bit with 
affection or like she she actually created a lot of situations where I had to reassure her that I loved her. Like she always was like insecure about how much I cared about her, like up until like her dying breath. Oh, my goodness. And I I wonder if I kind of like kind of am modeling or in the past was kind of modeling those behaviors because that's what I was taught as far as this is how you love. But um, I don't know. I think it mostly comes from not not feeling totally lovable or like also being also in those relationships because it was very much the and I'm so sick of this term (laughs) because it's sexist but so so to a team manic pixie dream girl creating moments oh yeah yeah, yeah, like all that like like that was and I mean it's still kind of me like now I've like come to terms with it because like I I am I am overly into creating moments of, and stuff. You're romantic, isn't that what a romantic is? Sure, and I'm creative, and I like all those things. I'm very into all those things. But I used to be that paired with um, acting erratic and uh, act having like you know slowly revealing that I had a bad or that I was like hurt, you know, because my mom died when I was in high school. So like I like that would. You know, I would I would be I'm trying to remember like in uh, Garden State, the scene where Natalie Portman kind of falls apart. But, you know, that sort of thing and then being comforted and then being like, well, I can't actually love you because I don't actually love myself. And also this person that I'm being for you is not really totally me because I have all these I'm hiding behind this creativity, which comes from a real place, but isn't actually I'm not comfortable just being myself without that, because I'm worried if you see me without all these fun moments that you won't actually like that, you know? Yeah. I remember, well, yeah, when I was listening to your podcast and you're talking about this, the one where you talked to your first boyfriend um, and talking about mm-hmm. him dropping you off. And, and I just totally yeah. related to like him saying that he would drop you off two hours earlier because he had to get <laughs> ready for the push and pull, like the erratic behavior of, yeah. of you being like, are we okay? Oh my God. Like starting a dramatic thing, starting a fight and mm-hmm. then him putting out the fire and then you being like, Oh no, now you're mad at me and now we got to fix that. Oh my God. So, and yeah. I would do that. I, I would do that all the time. And now, and it's, and then, uh, it's exhausting. You even said to your ex on your, on this po- on that episode of your podcast, this feels terrible. Um, <laughs> you even said, he said it was exhausting and you yeah. went, yeah, you, he goes, you said, yeah, it's exhausting for me because because you had to live with all those feelings you're yeah. creating all this drama and it's, it's so exhausting and it's like uh and it's i could relate to that and i feel like uh i'm just i feel like this week and i'm not having my period how dare you guys uh, even assume that <laughs> that's rude <laughs> fucking misogynist pricks um but anyway but uh but no i'm like i don't know what's in the air right now but i'm like uh I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to be an adult. I'm trying not to be so dramatic because it's exhausting for me and it pushes people away and you can't live your life like that. Because I have this idea of how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be intense, intense, intense. And, and then, but when I've had that, the light goes out. It ends. You know, it, it's, it, yeah. it ends. So I, I just, and I'm used to chaos um, because of my upbringing mm-hmm. and that feels familiar and creating those feelings of like, it's so familiar. Right, yeah. Well, that so, makes sense. But, yeah. So, and I'm great on my own cause I don't have to do the work when I'm on my own. I'm not mm-hmm. reflected in somebody else's eyes, you know, I'm by myself, but when I'm with another person and just, you're not reflect. So, so you're worried about so when I'm how refl- you are when you're, yeah, when I'm with somebody else and I have to like, you know, I'm usually in long distance relationships, which is kind of a cop out, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's cause you're not doing a day to day thing. So yeah. I'm just confused where, uh, I get, I guess, I get uncomfortable being reflected in someone else's eyes. I get uncomfortable with things being still and good, and just letting it be and letting it unfold, mm-hmm. and not trying to control everything. Um, but then I wonder: is my discomfort because of me and what I'm working through personally, or is my discomfort attached to me being intuitive and knowing that this is not the right guy for me? You know that that's yeah, what I struggle I with. I mean, that's interesting. But do you ever go? So how do you know that what you're in right now is is help? You're just happy when you're together. Uh, well, I mean, specific to relationships, if after every relationship I've been in, and I am like, I've pretty much been a serial monogamous uh, since I was 17. You're a pro. Yeah. You know what you're doing. <laughs> this is good. You can give uh, me life advice. Yeah. And then when I'm, when I'm single, I'm like, just so like, 
want to have as much sex with different people as you possible. You do? So, oh, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I love, like, I, I would I would identify as an introvert for sure, but I love people. Um, but I'm not, like, when I go to a party, I don't feel, like, super energized by, like, a big group of people, but, like, I love one-on-one with people, and I being one-on-one with people and I am very interested in how, what people are like. And so like when I'm, I, I just, I, I don't know, having sex with people is like the most intimate you can be with somebody if like, aside from like performing surgery on them or whatever. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like, I like that. It's, it's interesting to me. Um, that sounds weird. That sounds like some, some weird I'm uh, with like you. clinical scientist, but no. Uh, yeah. And I also like, I like, I like nice feelings. And I like, uh, you know, whatever. Why am I explaining having sex? People know why people have sex. I know. Okay. So what's, are you happy right now? Uh, Yes. I feel very happy right now. What I was going to say is after, and I also, like, I want to, I really want to be in a partnership. Like I, and I don't think everybody is the same way. I think that's, I think the, the part of the struggle is realizing what you actually want in a relationship, because I think some people would be happy being only in a series of casual sexual relationships. I think some people would be happy being in a, um, in a uh, companionate relationship that maybe like where you did not really have that much sex. Like I think some, some people that's fine for Like, I don't think there's any, like there's like, you have to figure out what kind of relationship you want. I personally have arrived at the, at me wanting I want a partnership with somebody who I can also make things with. Like I want a comp- creative and romantic partnership uh, that I want to be sexual. So that's me. But like after every relationship, I have I have this ongoing list that I've had since I was 18. Oh, I love this idea too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where I list all the things like at the I do like a moratorium on the relationship like and I list all the things that I thought were great about that relationship and great about that partner. And then I list all the things that didn't work for me and that, and I, it's not really something that I think about day to day, but it's also just like a journaling technique that's something I've done to like process my pain after every relationship, but it's helped me zero in on the qualities that I personally want in a partner. So for that reason, like I feel and I trust I trust my intuition, and I also feel like I'm very, like I said, very empathic. Like I I feel the the thing that helps me trust myself is being um, being really comfortable with myself and my feelings, and feeling like I'm doing exactly what I want every day, and doing the things that which. <laughs> which I have to I have to be very conscious of because I do have a tendency to put other people's feelings first. So I have to really check in with myself every single day and keep my eyes on the prize <laughs> yeah. as far as following my bliss goes. And for that reason and all those reasons, I feel very confident in my relationship. In my last relationship, it felt sick for a long time and I did not know what to do. And you felt it? Did you have your little voice saying? Oh like yes, that? there was a huge, <laughs> yeah, a huge voice. It was like I was sitting in the middle of a crowd that was all screaming at me. Like it really? Was just, yes, yes. It was fucking. It was everywhere. But I was still like, no, no feelings and gut. Like my this little corner of my brain knows better than all of that. Like and everybody else knows better. Like I was trusting everybody else's Oof. feelings over oh, my own. That's misery. That's yeah. miserable. Yeah. And so like it's been because I. It was it was so fucking hard to make the decision to end my marriage. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was so scary. It was so hard. It was so, so, so scary, so hard. I really did not think I could do it. And I had to do it with, like, weird steps. Like, I had to tell I, – I had to – I invited, like, all my closest girlfriends over a few days before, and I – just told them, like I had been keeping all this stuff secret about our relationship, just told them everything. And I said, I, I, I'm going to end this relationship. And like, so then I felt because I have a tendency to put other people first and I knew I needed help. I was like, well, I'm going to tell them so I don't 
want to let them down. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I was and, using yeah. my own my People. own flaws to my benefit. Um, and like doing that after doing that, because that was exactly what I wanted to do and needed to do. It's been in the seven months since we have been apart, something oh, like that. So new. Yeah. But we also were only married for eight months. Yeah. So like, you know, I'm kind of lucky in that way that that worked out like that. But, um, yeah, in that time, like I've, because I did that thing, which was so hard and I felt like I disappointed so many people and so many strangers tweeted at me and told me about how, like they didn't believe in love anymore because oh they my were breaking God, up, which is like so uh, rude and made me feel like shit. And uh, TMZ wrote an article that was totally untrue about um, me getting alimony and like all of all of these things that were really that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, TMZ owes me alimony money. That's yeah, all I have to say. Uh, but. Mm. Um, <laughs> Also, who, who? why does TMZ, no one the fuck cares about me. And it's funny, like, the comments under the TMZ article were mostly like, who the fuck are these people? And it was like, I didn't ask. Oh, them. God. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, because I, I felt like I had disappointed so many people, which is, which in, in the end, like, we all, we think that we're going to disappoint so many people. We think we're going to let so many people down. But really, it's all on our own fucking heads. And it doesn't matter. It because doesn't. the only person that are, that really matters is yourself. And so because I was doing just what I wanted, now it's been very easy for me to say, you know what? No, I don't want to go to that party because I don't feel like going to that party. Or, yes, I do want to go to this thing. Or I want to see this person over that person. Like, it's... It's great. And like I'm doing all these really adventurous things now that What's I'm next not... for you. Yeah, you're going to go on a tour. Well, yeah, right? I'm tour- yeah, I'm touring This Feels Terrible. And then I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. Um, but the f- cool thing that I'm like, my I'm going to go pick up my boyfriend from the airport right after this. And but do you really want to do that? <laughs> you do. You do, though. You want to see him. <laughs> I do very much. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, but he's he's going to like. We're going to travel all across the country together, which is so fun. Like, I love road trips yeah. and I love romance and all those things. I'm yeah. so excited about all that stuff. And I feel like I'm getting to do all those things because I am, like, doing exactly what I want to do. I mean, not the actual opportunity of traveling around because that's, like, a very, like, cool, privileged thing that I get to – that I don't have a day job and I'm able to do that. But um, I just mean – yeah, putting myself first has been great. Also with really close friends. Like there have been some situations recently where people ask me to help them with a couple of things that I like I had to be really honest with myself and I and it was so hard for me to do, but I was like, I have I have this other thing planned. I can't and I haven't been punished at all for it. It's good. People good. probably respect you more. Yeah, I think so. And I and like I never think less of anybody if they're like, Yeah, I can't come out. I'm yeah. I'm like working on something. People have a real hard time saying no. It's one of the most important mm-hmm. things to learn is how to say no. Wait, so where do we find uh where you're performing? What what, what uh, website? Well, uh dot com. But I haven't announced the tour dates yet because I have to secure all of them. Um and I was told to not announce all the tour dates until I have every single one down yeah two final questions yes. maybe three uh real quick what was the final thing that made you just be brave enough was it telling your girlfriends or i mean like that's like a, a there's a switch flipped in you that made you so brave this is like the most important moment in your life probably to be like i gotta get right. out of this thing it's very scary to get out of a thing so what was the final moment inside of you that made you go i gotta <laughs> i gotta do the scary thing um, the final out. thing that made me decide that I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And you don't have to share. Oh, if, you know, you really don't have to, but it, but it's, uh, um, I, I, th- I think it was, it was just one fight too many. Really one fight too many. <laughs> that was the thing. That's yes, all it yeah. took. And, uh, do you think you'd ever get married again? Yes. You would? How come? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, aside from like the political stuff with marriage, like I like the idea of making your own family. I like I know it's like marriage is kind of kind of stupid when I think about it and I zoom out from it but I still think it's cool. I would not have another gigantic wedding. Yeah. That is for sure. I had a huge huge wedding and it looked cool never... on Instagram. It looked cool on very, Instagram. It was very cool. What it was, was the cool hashtag? Wedding. What was the hashtag? Everybody I know is there. Did not get the invite. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, it was McCarmen McCarbon wedding? It's dead to us. Forget it. Who cares? <laughs> Moving I mean, forward. It's, it's, it was a beautiful wedding. Go ahead, check, look through all the pictures. Oh, but man. like, if I ever get married again, I want to get married with like a very small group of people. 
Um, yeah, on a rowboat. So there's a very limited number of invitees. On a boat. It all comes back to this boat fantasy you have. It all comes back to this boat. So you need to be, you need to be creative with someone, have good sex, right? Yes. And this be is laughing. just me. No, yeah, tell me, what, what's the list? What you want. Oh, what I yeah, want? Yeah, and then I want to see what I want. Okay, I want someone who I think uh, would be a good father because I want to have kids. I want someone who's um, funny and handsome and is very curious about the world and is um, has a lot of wanderlust. Lust, uh, because I do as well, and I I want to explore new things with somebody until I die. I want to learn every day, guys. That's what I want. I want all those things too. Plus, I want to be laughing all the time. I want to be able to communicate about mm-hmm. everything and not be afraid to be my complete self with the person and feel safe. And I want that unspoken feeling of coziness, like yeah. you're in a nook with someone and you just feel safe, like you're in a little love bubble. Mm-hmm. And that- I want his semen to taste like cotton candy, like cotton That's candy and it. pineapple juice. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> well, go go pick up your boyfriend. Thank I you for will, talking I will. to me. Thanks for having me. This of course. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 